this is Triple H on 101.1 FM. Good afternoon to you. It's very good to be with you again today. This programme is called Rotary Matters and my name is Ian Stewart. Now, today's main story comes with a twist. It's about an important variation of Rotary, which is called Rotaract. Now, Rotaract has much in common with Rotary, but the membership is targeted at 18 to 13 year olds. By and large, a younger demographic than you'd find at a typical Rotary Club meeting or event, but filling a strongly felt need and fueling future growth for Rotary Clubs. Around the world, there are over 240,000 members of Rotaract in 184 countries, and it's growing. It's a service, leadership, professional and community service organisation for young men and women. So, today on Rotary Matters, we're meeting the delightful, bubbly and passionate Chrissy Webb, who's chair of Rotaract in the Hornsby, Karingai area. She's going to tell us what it's all about, uh, some of the projects that they get up to, and why Rotaract is a good answer for young people seeking to put service above self. So please stay tuned. But uh, look, just in case you're coming here for the first time, let me t- give you a bit of information about Rotary. Underpinning the whole global movement, in, and it is worldwide, is the core concept of putting service above self. And it's stories about these extraordinary, generous and heartwarming acts of service that forms the basis of this weekly programme, Rotary Matters. So, each week uh, we bring you an interview to explain and provide insight into a specific Rotary cause or project. We might hear from an Australian building a school in Nepal, like we did from Jan Pryor, who spoke with us a couple of weeks ago. Or it could be an Australian running an orphanage in Kenya. A little closer to home, we might focus on running a food bank, removing graffiti, starting a community garden, providing learning resources for schools, or helping women suffering domestic abuse. It's been said that Rotarians dig wells from which they'll never drink, restore eyesight for those they'll never see, build houses in which they'll never live, vaccinate vaccinate children they'll never meet, educate children they will never know. They'll feed hungry children regardless of colour, race or politics. So in Rotary Matters we bring you interviews and stories which look into some of these challenges and along the way we meet some inspirational Rotarians and their beneficiaries. So, as I said earlier, we're learning about Rotaract. It's a variation on Rotary. It's uh, aimed at 18 to 30 year olds, who they are, what they do and what they stand for. Chrissy Webb, um, welcome to Rotary Matters. Chrissy, you're the chair of Rotaract in our part of the world. Uh, Lovely to meet you. I'd like you to tell us a bit about Rotaract, um, when it began and who is it aimed at and some of the things you get up to. So, Chrissy Webb, um, when did it all begin? Uh, So it actually began over 50 years ago, which is hard to believe. Uh, I remember organising a a 30th, no, 40th birthday party event for Rotaract back when I was a Rotaractor. So it has been around for for many decades as as an opportunity for young people to get involved in their community uh, and make a difference. And uh, so it's been changing the lives of Rotaractors and the community around it for a very long time now. So is it international or is it just an Australian initiative, Rotary? It's international. So just like Rotary International, uh, there's, uh, uh, so there are actually over 200,000 actors in the world. Uh, we're operating in 180 different countries and have uh, around 10,000 clubs active uh, around the globe. So significant impact across the, across the planet. And um, what's roughly the, uh, the age range? 
of people who so don't write right? The age, the age range uh, was, was, has been 18 to 30, uh, but recently they actually removed that upper age limit and allow clubs to set their own limitation. Uh, so a lot of clubs in the, in the Sydney area have expanded to 35 years of age. Uh, so 18 to 35 is the, is the core age range for Rotaractors. So it has a lot in common with the Rotary organisation, except yes. it's targeting a slightly younger demographic than you typically find correct. in a Rotary club. Yes. Uh, so I guess there are a lot of a lot of similarities in terms of the type of work that, uh, you know, we try to do in, in the community, the networking opportunities. Um, but I guess the, the structure is a little bit simplified, uh, you know, just to take some of the admin out of it and allow Rotaractors to stay focused on the, the impact side of things. Um, but certainly Rotaractors have the ability to tap into the resources and the networking that, that Rotary provides as well. So it's a great partnership in service. So is a Rotary club necessarily affiliated with a traditional Rotary club or are they sort of independently governed? So it's a little bit of both. So a, a Rotaract club is traditionally started by a Rotary club and has a Rotary club as a sponsor and a supporter. Um, they recently removed the need for that and uh, and existing Rotaract clubs are now allowed to mentor and start new Rotaract clubs as well, which has been a ni nice change. Um, but yes, uh, all, all Rotaract clubs do have a, you know, partnership of some sort with local, with local club or clubs uh, in their area, um, just to provide mentorship and support when needed. Um, although certainly you'll have some Rotaract clubs that really run on their own steam and, and don't need a lot from the Rotary clubs around them. Um, but there are others that certainly collaborate very early with their partner Rotary Club. Um, so it's a great opportunity for, yeah, I guess Rotarians to, to give back and to mentor and support young people who are showing an interest in being an active part of the community. So do you find that um, many Rotaractors eventually become Rotarians or once they become a Rotator at the age of 31 or 35 when they're no longer mm -hmm. Rotated, do they sort of fall away and maybe rejoin much later in life or yeah, the tradition, I think, has been for more people to fall away. Uh, and we do start to see more Rotaractors coming back. Uh, Rotaract was huge in Sydney in the 70s. Um, like I've heard stories about how there were Rotaract uh, events on basically seven days a week year round because there were so many clubs and it was so active. And a lot of those those Rotaractors are now joining Rotary as, as adults with grown families. Um, but I think I've started to see a bit more of a transition where more Rotaractors are making that jump straight away. Uh, because I think as Rotary, you know, has always been something about, you know, business leaders in the community, but I think it's also evolved to recognise the potential of people who are civic-minded and that you don't actually need to be a leader in your community to be able to be um, a really, yeah, a really valuable member of Rotary. Um, so as we've seen that shift away from being only focused on business leaders becoming Rotarians, it has opened up opportunities for Rotaractors to, yeah, just make that continuous journey as part of the Rotary family. Uh, I know myself, I joined as soon as I turned 30, uh, which was the upper age limit at the time, because I'm a lifer. Like, I've found a way that I can give back and make a difference in my community with other wonderful people of, you know, all generations. And why would I want to wait to, to do that later in life when I can be doing it right now? And your father was a, a Rotarian, Chrissy? I actually recruited him. So I <laughs> was a road director first. I recruited my dad to join the, a, a new club that was starting in the area and then subsequently recruited my mother to join as well. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, so definitely a, life, a lifetime of rotary dedication in our family now. My, my, son has, my son has been to 
uh, his first Rotary meeting at, at age seven days old and, uh, and is a regular attendee at Rotary and Rotaract <laughs> meetings. Uh, so we're starting him young, definitely. Okay, so we are in what's known as District 9685. Where would we find Rotaract clubs in this uh, part of the world? So we have three active clubs in our area at the moment, uh, and that is the Hills Rotaract Club, which I am the mentor for. Uh, and then we have Hornsby Karingai Rotaract, uh, which is my old uh, ground from when I was a Rotaractor. Uh, and then we also have uh, the club at Pennant Hills Cherrybrook. Um, and then we are working on COVID was really a challenging time for a lot of a lot of clubs and a lot I mean everyone in so many different ways um, so we're working to restart the club in the northern beaches at the moment with some local rotor actors there uh, as well as getting the Macquarie University uh, club re-established now that uh, yeah now that people are starting to get back on campus uh, so we'll hope to have those two clubs back up and running in the near future. You'd expect there should be a strong demand out of the Macquarie University. I mean, given the yes. population of students that Absolutely. Fit, fit your demographic Absolutely. quite well. Absolutely. I, I remember going to uh, many O-week uh, recruitment drives uh, when I was a Rotor actor supporting the Macquarie Club. Um, but yeah, certainly when there were no, no classes on campus, it made it really difficult for the clubs to, to continue. Um, but now that they are starting to get back to the new normal, uh, yeah, we really look forward to, to getting those clubs revitalised. So... Um, 18 to 35, maximum sort of age range at the moment. Can mm -hmm. you give us an idea, Chrissy Webb, some typical Rotaract activities? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so uh, certainly social is a bit, big aspect of it. Getting to yeah, meet with other vibrant young people is, is certainly part of the appeal of Rotaract. Um, but one of the things I've always loved about Rotaract is its autonomy. Uh, so a club is not, you know, linked to a particular cause. Uh, you know, there are so many volunteer opportunities for young people these days, um, but most of them are linked to a particular cause, whether that's, you know, volunteering with the Cancer Council or, you know, Bandage Bear Day, whatever it might be. Um, but Rotaract has full flexibility. So whatever its members are passionate about is what that club gets to work on. And I think that's one of the really, yeah, wonderful opportunities um, that it offers members is that variety and that choice. Uh, so clubs will evolve what they do and they'll have things that will become annual events as as they you know find things that they all love uh, dearly uh, but that will yeah, that will evolve and change by every club so some examples of things that are going on in our district currently uh, so the uh, we've had clubs that are working on uh, mental health projects uh, so one of the clubs is currently getting um, as many of the rotors to do mental health first aid training um, I myself did the accreditation in one of the rounds um, and we were lucky enough to secure a grant from Australia Post to help fund that training so that it's free of charge for those who are doing it um, and really upskilling, uh, yeah, rotor actors in that mental health space so that they can support other young around them. Um, we all know that mental health affects, you know, one in four Australians. And so the more of us that are better equipped to help support people to find those right support things when they need it um, is a really valuable thing for our community. Uh, we have groups that are working on uh, cleanups. So we've got uh, on the northern beaches, they're working on a lot of different cleanups in local bushland areas, um, just trying to help keep keep the areas clean and tidy and safe for those who are enjoying those spaces. Uh, we've got groups that are working on uh, creating a community garden. Uh, so trying to, you know, in a, in a council area where there is no community a garden available. Uh, so they've yeah, partnered with a local organisation to uh, yeah get a garden up and running. 
um, which will be a great opportunity for people to grow vegetables and plants and, and learn about horticulture and things like that, but also to, to reap the benefits of the crops. And where, uh, where is, is um, that? Where, uh, so where that's going to be based in, um, in Bournemouth. The program is Rotary Matters. The station is Triple H, 100.1 FM. My name is Ian Stewart, and we were talking a little while ago with Chrissy Webb, who runs the, uh, who's chair of Rotaract in our part of the world. And uh, the conversation continues. There's a good amount of variety there. Um, and it's not all um, fundraising focused. No, no. It? It, it's got, you're rolling up your sleeves with the cleanups and the community garden project and becoming personally competent to, to administer mental health first aid, as you've just explained. I think this must be a very attractive proposition. Um, if somebody wants to become a Rotaractor, Chrissy, what, what do you recommend that they should do first? So the easiest thing to do is to shop around, find the club that's nearest to you to start with. Um, I mean, I, I travelled halfway across Sydney to go to the club at Hornsby because that was the right club for me. It had the right type of people that that just, you know, as soon as I went to that meeting, I was home. I knew I'd found my people. Um, so it's, yeah, just looking up your local club. Um, you can just reach out to them generally via Facebook or Instagram is the is the easiest way. Most clubs are very active on social media um, and just reach out and make contact, find out when their next meeting or event is and just show up. It's very easy. Um, clubs are always open to having having people come and join in and, and see what they're all about. So you could come along and, and, and just um, put your toe in the water if you want. Have a Absolutely. look and see. And join without Absolutely. Absolutely. Without there's no meeting. there's no pressure you don't need an invitation just yeah reach out to your local club uh, i know that yeah the the club that i mentor often has people reach out on social media and show up at a meeting and they just you know come along to a few things and decide if it's for them uh, and it's yeah a very organic process for people to to suss it out and, and see if rotaract is something that they want to get involved in and if they do want to get involved do they fill out a form or pay some fees Every club is different. Uh, there is membership fees. It's, it varies from club to club, but it's low. Like I think some clubs, it's only $20 a year just to cover admin um, and insurance, those sorts of things. Um, so it's a low cost for membership. Um, and uh, yeah, typically it's just put in a, a simple application form that the board will review and approve. Um, but I've never heard of somebody not getting accepted to join a Rotaract club because if you want to make a difference, we want you. And, and the, the gender balance roughly within the clubs? It's, it, it varies from club to club. So I've seen some clubs where it is more male dominated. Uh, at the moment, I think we've probably got a, a larger bunch of females in the district uh, than we do with males. Uh, it'll ebb and flow over time, but no, definitely a, a good mix of people. And um, last question, Chrissy, um, the Rotary Social Impact Network. Mm -hmm. What is that? And, and do you overlap at all with what they're doing? Uh, so the Rotary Social Impact Network is a Rotary club. Uh, they're a non-traditional club in that they don't have, uh, I guess, face-to-face -face meetings. They meet online. Uh, they are very creative about how they approach doing projects when they have members that are spread all across the world. Um, so certainly there's an overlap in terms of the fact that it's a, it's a fairly young Rotary club. They've got a lot of people from, I mean, a lot of different age groups, but it has a lot more young people involved than your average ro local Rotary club does. Um, so certainly there are, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there are collaborative projects that will come out of uh, between the, the social impact network and the local Rotaract clubs. Um, but there's no, and there's also no rule that says people can't be Rotaractors and Rotarians at the same time. Right. We do have a couple of members that uh, yeah, are, are members of both Rotary and Rotaract simultaneously because they love it and want to just throw their hat in every ring they can and, and be part of it. 
Um, but yeah, there's certainly a bit of bit of crossover. I mean, but there's crossover between all aspects of Rotary and Rotaract because we're just people who want to get together and make a difference in the world. And as indeed you are doing. And Chrissy, it's been lovely talking to you. I admire you your I admire your enthusiasm. And oh, like I said, I'm a lifer. I I, <laughs> I live I live and breathe Rotary. Uh, I'll be very disappointed if my my son doesn't join Rotaract when he's older. He has a shirt that says Future Rotaractor on board, like Future Rotaractor. So we're uh, we're super keen uh, to yeah just get involved in the community and make a difference bigger than we could if we were doing the same things on our own. Um, I, I love having that yeah capability of of having a bigger impact because I'm working with fellow Rotaractors and Rotarians that also want to make a difference. Uh, and, so why wouldn't you want to keep doing that? <laughs> and, and a website or a Facebook. Uh, yeah, so if you just look up uh, Rotaract, which is R-O-T-A-R-A-C-T, uh, Rotaract Australia uh, on on Facebook or even on their website, just rotaract.org.au, um, that lists all of the clubs uh, and that will help you to find your local. Well, 